Blog Talk Radio. April 27th, 2021, and thank you for tuning in with us again. We love that you're here. I'm Tanya Hathaway, and I'm your host with Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your stories told on Marty Oakley's TS Radio Network and Stephen Burke's 89.9 KLRB FM Lighthouse Christian Radio. Uh so if you're in the Oklahoma area, you're tuning in, or just know that you can through 89.9 KLRB FM Lighthouse Christian Radio. If you're one of the people that want to call in and speak tonight, then please, 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 if you're live streaming, switch over to 917-388-4520. Uh, to hear the uh, show through your phone, uh, any messaging rates would apply if you don't have an all-inclusive plan, you know, with an unlimited data. And um, But then when you want to talk, you're going to press the number one. And uh, Marty Oakley, uh, the owner of the station, the producer of the show, the hat wearer of all – uh, hopefully she'll join us uh, again in conversation tonight as Stephen Burke hopefully will too. Um, she will uh, see the board light up and, and let you right in, okay? But we do ask that uh, we ask that you uh, have quiet in the background, anybody who wants to call. And if you want, you can mute yourself. If the, uh, when you're not talking, if it's a, if there's you know a little bit of noise on the side, but then don't forget when you're ready to speak again, you've got to unmute. Okay, all right. Well, once again, thank you for joining us tonight. I'm Tanya Hathaway, and I am your host. Boy, oh boy, we had a great conversation on Sunday where we spoke about all kinds of things from. Uh, but we also left some things on the table, and there's always more to discuss when it comes to uh, these subjects. I mean, just look at mainstream media these days, would you? I, I, I mean, it would be funny if it wasn't real. And that goes for all of mainstream media, actually. I mean, there's some that I tolerate and some that I appreciate, uh, but that's very few and far between, and that's only a particular host. Uh, it's not the station itself, uh, because there's been just so much negligence, so much uh, loyalty to make sure that they just keep their customer base as opposed to the truth. 
Um, you know, it's it's nuts. And that's why you're on here with us tonight, because we're not mainstream. We are far from the mainstream. And uh, we, you know, when people come on, they tell it like it is. Uh, when we are sharing particular uh, cases and stories, they're very well vetted. And uh, otherwise, I wouldn't be standing beside that person. So I, I want our listeners to know that on nights like Sunday, like nights like tonight, I want you to know that we're just speaking up and speaking out about our feelings. And, and some of us are bringing facts to the table and then, you know, okay, go fact check the facts and fact check the fact checkers and keep fact checking and fact checking and fact checking. But you have to also remember, or if you would remember that there are certain search engines that are also coming from a bias playing field so be sure to check more than one search engine like you're going to see a huge difference between uh what you are looking up in google versus in DuckDuckGo. it'll be a lot easier to see a wide array of and you know both sides of things if there are two sides to things uh in a duck duck go for instance and as uh somebody pointed out on sunday uh, he said, and that was uh, Jim Lacrone, I believe, he he pointed out, oh, yeah, you can find what you want through Google, but you're just going to have to follow and keep digging and digging and digging and digging, and eventually you'll get there. Well, try it out for yourself. Try it out on a controversial subject uh, for yourself and see what the differences are. Um, so just keep that in mind and know that uh, we are researchers and we certainly have our opinions. And we want you to have yours and bring yours to the table, too. And that's why where your voice is heard and your story is told. So we uh, uh, welcome once again uh, Stephen Burke. Uh, Stephen, are you on with us yet? Are you? Because Stephen is uh, the owner uh, of um, and producer of uh, Lighthouse Christian Radio. Are you here with us? Yeah. He is. Yay! And Marty, and Marty is Marty is with us. And just also, I'm going to ask because Facebook is playing with with a lot of people, including me, Marty. But I won't explain it to you today or, or tonight on the show. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. But um, but uh, they're playing with a lot of people, and and uh, so you know we've got to, you know, we've got to help share things we have to help engage when things are being uh taken down uh we've got to jump on marty oakley's ppjg.me ppjg.me uh because they're suppressing her from facebook worse than things that are happening to me at this time i mean i was hacked a couple of years ago and completely lost a page um and slowly rebuilding it but i mean Marty's is, has, you know, been, you know, infiltrated and tried other alternatives and it just keeps being infiltrated. Like I just opened up our link again, Marty, and guess what? That link is broken. What? So people really are messing with you because that happened last time too. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh, I'm wait, telling wait, you wait whoever, oh, because I have been. Let me, yeah, wait a second. Let me try that one more time. Uh because I just tried it and it didn't come up, but I could be wrong. Oh, no, I'm actually wrong. Forgive me. Thank okay. goodness. <laughs> I'm happy okay. to be wrong. You're, you're good. 
Yeah, me too. I didn't mean to give you a, yeah. a heart attack there. So, you know. I'll tell you, it's, uh, so, it's, <laughs> so we need it's to support, uh, and, and you're missing out on a lot of stuff if you're not, uh, th- because I'm not able to share uh, from the way that I usually do from Marty. So I've got to uh, start being more diligent about going on uh, her site and sharing her shows until that's all squared away again. But ppjg.me. Lots of subjects uh, from guardianship abuse to just everyday uh, concerns and very, you know, um, about uh, uh, life and and the injustice system, the uh, vaccinations. Marty has great guests on, you know, very esteemed doctors and all kinds of uh, phenomenal guests, as we do here on Tanya Talks. Uh, but uh, this show is also brought in coordinate, brought to you in coordination uh, with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit, and that's thanks to Marty Oakley. And um, and you don't want to miss that. If you can avoid missing that, you uh, and not missing that, you should just go ahead and and your Whistleblower Summit, and we'll see. You'll see exactly what we're talking about. And we also have and Marty, oh, just really just. I love every time you're on and, you know, you and I converse and we've had some kind of funny heated exchanges here and there, but it it all works. You know what I mean? And, and, and it all works how we, we do things. It, it hasn't been heated in a while. What's up with that? Marty. What? <laughs> I said, we haven't been heated in a while. What's up with that? Yeah, I just, I tried not to. Create a disturbance. That's the whole thing right there. But we are. I can't poke, poke, and poke. No, they say locked me off of Facebook. I lost 7,000 followers. Everything is gone. Everything. And they are just constantly. um, I I try to put up a new page, it gets deleted. It isn't that they just put me in Facebook jail, (laughs) they launched me into outer space. And uh, so we're still working on that. Going to try to find a way around it. But it was Facebook. My LinkedIn account was tampered with. They fixed that. My WordPress, the blog site, um, yep. it was defaced. WordPress got that straightened out. My email has been compromised. Uh, whoever is after me wants me gone. But I got yeah, news just, for you. It doesn't even <laughs> sound like anywhere. Facebook. It sounds like yeah, yeah. an intruder. Yeah, or as opposed yeah. to I'm being, you know, Facebook is messing yeah. with me right now. Um, yeah. A couple of years ago, it was a hacker. Well, Holy smokes. But, Tanya, they sent me this thing and said that I had to send in two to three pieces of pertinent information to identify myself, and it included my birth certificate, medical records, tax returns, driver's license, huh? social security card. And I wrote him back. I said, you are insane if you think I would provide anyone over the net this information, most particularly Facebook. And I Holy said, did you ask no. the person who hacked my account for all of this identification? I don't think you did. And um, so I don't know. For me, Facebook is simply a place to advertise the shows and, you know, some pertinent articles. Uh, but these people that get on there and talk about, I had this for breakfast and I'm going here for lunch and stop it, stop it. Nobody needs to know every little thing you're doing all day long. And, so, and some people love that. You know, I had people yelling yeah. at me saying, all I want to see is 
pictures of your kids, okay? Cut it out. I'm like, well, then, you know, don't watch. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear about this political go. stuff. Well, sorry. You know, mm-hmm. we've got to fight back, you know. But, yeah, yeah. Um, one of my pages, the Tanya Talks uh, pages, yeah. page that one, you know, I'm told that I can't advertise from there because you have to – I did send in uh, a certain pertinent information regarding just my driver's license is what they needed. Yeah, no. I did that. For my other for my other page, but they won't. But you know, to do, to do the certain social, um, you know, if you're talking about politics at all, and if you're talking about, you know, social uh, environments and whatnot, you know, so that I could be approved for that because otherwise they won't let you have the, these kinds of things posted. But um, but for Tanya talks, they've said that, you know, I violated and this and that, and yet I go on. Yep. There's nothing that's open. There's, there's no, so they wouldn't let me boost from that one. I, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I took screenshots Tanya, of it all, and I'm looking. Yeah. Uh, about three years ago, they sent me a warning that I uh, was on the verge of violating their policy. I have no idea what their policy is. I think it's just whatever they make up at the moment, and that they were threatening to put me in Facebook jail for 30 days. So it just so happened that that day somebody loaded some pornographic material onto my site. And it happened to be this young lady with who was just showing everything the good Lord gave her with her mm. behind pointed towards the camera and a really obscene statement over the top of it. So I sent it to them. I said, I see, because I printed an article you don't like. I might go to Facebook jail, but this is okay, right? And Exactly. <laughs> I never heard a never word from them, and uh, oh, like, like I say, somebody, somebody's after me. Somebody wants me shut down because this was just a multi-pronged attack, and um, and I think I have an idea who's behind it. But uh, you know, one of our glory hogs, uh, we oh, call yeah. them glory hogs. Oh yeah, I yeah, uh, oh yeah. Yep. It's all they're more interested in. Yeah, not all, they're more interested in being a celebrity than they are the cause. And exactly. um, it has irked them, just like the summit, Tanya. Uh, these people, there's been several of them, have absolutely attacked the committee in D.C. over the summit, trying to knock me out of it. And um, I know, yeah. It's, it's been fierce. Well, you ran into the same thing with a, a journalist, yeah. if you can even call him that. Uh, who did not like your uh, uh, the fact that people responded to you, listened to you, and it looked like you were going to get your own um, panel and uh, yeah. blew up and threw a fit and put a monkey wrench in that. Odd thing is, now he doesn't have one. Go figure. And uh, <laughs> I don't know how that Jeez. could happen, but somebody asked me for my opinion, and I gave it. They do the right thing. They just need to do the yeah. right thing. I, I, you know, that, that's just it. You know, are we doing it to, you know, for, for glory? No, we're doing it to be a part of something that is uh, yeah. for the greater good. Um, yes. You know, whatever impact. I have to say, you know, if I can make a difference in somebody's life, I selfishly really feel we'll good. It. Yeah, we'll take well, of course. it. We'll take it, you know. Yeah. But um, but that's that's my glo- that's my glory because you know that's what I'm that's what us that's what we are trying to do. That's what Melissa is out there doing. That's what you know Stephen is out there doing with his show on Saturdays and everything else he does. That's what 
you know, the James Treats of the world and the and yeah. the John Lacrones and, and, you know, you and Cause and, you know, myself. You know, it's just really mm-hmm. about, um, you know, if we don't have this fo- these forums to do this with, no one would know. And as it is, you know, a lot of people still really need to wake up and we can help, yeah. we can help that. We can help that. Um, so, um, yeah. So we also, Melissa Hurry, is, uh, she is dialed in with us tonight. I just heard that Melissa was coming on. I thought that is fantastic. Um, so Melissa Hurry is, a, um, is an ethics professional. She is on, has been on uh, many times with us now. I consider her a regular contributor, and we're certainly uh, focused on some of the very, some of the very same uh, cases and matters. I like the law and four of the, I mean, we're focused on the same justice, it, you know, in mm-hmm. general. But uh, so, Melissa, could you introduce yourself to everybody? Hang on, let me bring her up here. Oh, okay. There she goes. Hi. There you go. Can you hear me? Hey. Yeah, just give, you, give okay, a quick good. introduction, and then we can start talking, <laughs> and I'm going to want to hear what you have to say, uh, too, you know, what what's new and and. Stick with us throughout the panel because we, you know, we're up for a lot of different, you know, a lot of interaction about the, um, you, you know, the status of our, uh, our world today. <laughs> sure, I am Melissa. I, as Tanya mentioned, I am an ethics professional. I work for the Office of State Ethics in the state of Connecticut. I've been there for about going on six years now, and seventeen years. I had 17 years in a private practice prior to that, um, practicing criminal law. So I have been in the legal field for a long time, and I'm just finishing my master's. In fact, Tanya, I was listening in, but at the same time, I'm kind of working on a on a paper for oh. the end of the semester here. So. Oh, my gosh. But You're wrapping I everything up, right? <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting, genealogy and solving cold cases. So maybe we'll talk about it sometime. But oh it's, a, it's a little something different. But, um, yeah, so it's the end of the semester, two weeks left. So I am doing that. But I wanted to listen in because I like to listen, at least listen in when I can. And if there's anything I can contribute while I'm here, I'd be glad to do that. Okay, that that sounds good. That sounds that sounds perfect. And uh, okay. I'm working on the outline for the lot and four, you know. And listen to this yeah. regarding the lot and four. Anybody who's been um, paid attention to uh, those shows, I looked up Ken Sue Dorfel on OSCN the other day, just looking at whatever cases she's involved in. You know, trying to do some research because I'd done this before. Time to refresh and put some pieces together, right? She is not showing up at all on court dockets. At all. Now, I'm pretty sure that transparency is a must. So she's an attorney for anybody who's listening. (sighs) Yeah. You there or is is your mouth dropped? I am here. I am here. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you you know, as you go down a docket, listeners, um, you know, Oklahoma, it's open to the public. Not all states are like that. But in Oklahoma, um, you're able to actually, if you go on OSCN, 
if you just Google OSCN Oklahoma case search, you can actually, there's drop-down boxes for, um, you know, the the appellate court and then for each district, okay? And and so sometimes when I know I'm dealing with a shabby, you know, uh, you know, whatever, uh, individual uh, that is, uh, you know, whether it be um, if I'm looking up uh, a public defender or a prosecutor or or uh, an attorney, now they're not always shabby. A lot of times, a lot of times they're great. Okay, but we're talking about Oklahoma here. Okay, so the majority of them are not great. Okay, so so uh, so I looked up Ken Sue Dorfel, and uh, and again I've done this before, and uh, you know because I looked to see what. Cases were in common with other people that, you know, uh, seemed to have loyalty to and whatnot. She's not up there at all. Not at all. Not at all. So, and typically you can see who the judge is, who the lawyers are, if a lawyer withdraws and another lawyer comes on. So, I just want to check and see if there's any uh, state rules that have changed or district rules that have changed where you actually don't have to do that and go from there with it. Is that amazing? So, anyways, um, so what I want to, okay, so we're going to get back onto our conversations, all right? Do you want your voice to be heard? Let's dial in right now, 917-388-4520, press the number one. Who are you counting on for justice reform to move forward with? What do you want to see happen? Are you trusting any of your reps? Let's hear who you trust. Might be easier than who you don't trust. Have you been vaccinated? How are you doing with that? How are you doing with being vaccinated after hearing all this stuff that you're hearing? Imagine what you're not hearing and what you don't know. Are you getting vaccinated? Why and why not? And what about defunding the police? How do you feel about that? How do you feel about the proposed gun restrictions? How do you feel about it? If you're a police officer, we want to hear from you. You want to hear from you about what life is like for you, where you are, what challenges that you are met with, where you are. I have a feeling that uh, most uh, say extra prayers these days and their families are, and that um, you've got to be real careful, even more careful, especially in the inner city areas where there are no riot going on, not peaceful protests, but I'm talking about the riot, the real riot, a.k.a. peaceful protests in many uh, situations. But who is really controlling what's going on in our world today and what on earth and why on earth does it seem that those high-positioned individuals like uh like one that Stephen Burke shared with me, a retired FBI director, why is it that they wait until they are retired to come out and do a tell-all? Because they would lose their job if they told Paul still in position. And their pension, (laughs) you're damn right. I'm right. Yep. And see, when we get whistleblowers who come out, Tanya... Um, the whole department turns on them, and then 
money is is used to retaliate, to torment, harass. Um, they do everything to break them. They ruin their careers. They ruin their home life, destroy their marriages, ruin their name in the community. And like I say, this is all done at taxpayers' expense. Wow. So, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. you get what you pay for. Yeah. And and if they, you know, and you do you notice how when people resign, you know, like Judge Henderson resigned in Oklahoma, I can bet you just about anything that man, quote, unquote, uh, is, is, you know, he's going to have a pension. He's going to have a full pension. Uh, now, now he resigned because of all these sexual allegations against him that, you know, seem in line with uh, his uh, with his uh, problems on the bench, where he's destroyed other people's lives. Uh, you know, so, but but I think that he's going to get his pension because there's too many other people. He could tell on if he didn't. This what do you Italian, guys think? You just, you, this is it. Just exactly, you are absolutely correct. These people in these positions spend a great deal of their time getting the dirt on everybody else. That allows them to move and do whatever they want without threat, because if you blow the whistle on me, I'm going to turn around and dump the goods on you. And most of yeah. these people have a private life, if you even want to call it that, that would make you vomit if you knew about it. And But they do this constantly to one another. They, they collect, like I say, dirt on the other one, whatever they're doing. And most of it, um, when it comes to men, deals with sex. Um, their sexual oh, proclivities, yeah. whatever they're doing, China, and they get... China, do you think this is China... Uh, yeah. something China has done and also yeah. with all that money that was you know given out yeah and it, but it's it, it's hush money is basically what it gets down to but they all do this constantly this just like that uh, get that um, representative that wanted to or he was senator wanted to get a hearing in front of the senate committee on Britney Spears' case, because this blew the lid off of how dirty and corrupt this guardianship conservator business is. And as soon as he made that, I'm telling you, they came out of the woodwork and said that there had been charges against this man from 13 years ago of, you know, supposedly fooling around with a minor girl and all of this. You knew this 13 years ago, and you never said anything. You know, that to me, that makes you just exactly. as complicit. If you sit there and keep your mouth shut and you know something like that, why did you keep it shut? What were you planning on using this for? And in this instance, it was used to shut this man's mouth. Uh, to prevent right. that hearing from taking place, as we know, they're culling the elderly, but they want to rob them blind before they do. So I got to do something else here shortly, um, but I wanted to give you two lines of thought for this evening. Number one, they're now talking about you can be fired if you don't take the shot. No, you can't. Um, under U.S. code, no, you cannot be. You can turn around and sue them. But the other thing is now they're talking about stopping or withholding unemployment unless you get the shot. Now, why would that be? Well, because they're having to close these clinics all over the country because nobody wants the shot. Right. But there's another far more interesting thing going on. They just announced 
that they had successfully grown a human monkey embryo. This bout made me jump out of my skin. This, these are what you call a chimera, and but they are actively working on it. But this isn't the first time. About 10 years ago, out of Canada, they sold it to the University of Columbia, Missouri, uh, the EnviroPig. The EnviroPig is carrying a massive amount of human DNA. They sent it to Columbia where they continued the experiments, and I saw one picture of this animal and its eyes it freaked me out so bad i even checked i had the photo checked to see if it had been photoshopped it was the real deal the Mm -hmm. eyes this thing was sentient it knew it was alive if you know what i'm saying it was conscious Mm -hmm. it was aware of what was going on but supposedly five of these escaped into the wild and they said well they were just basically pigs anyway so you got oh wild goodness. pigs running around out there with human DNA in it. I don't know how far they're going to go with this. Um, some years ago, uh, when I was doing interviews on so many other stations, uh, one of the shows I was on, Tanya, was one called Derry Brownfield. He has since passed away. And he was the only one oh. at that time talking agricultural issues. We were fighting animal ID, premises ID, and all of that. I was on his show several times, and a man called me. He was living on the edge of the Sedona Desert in a travel trailer, and he said, I, uh, he said, I've been listening to you, and he said, Derry knows me, and he gave me your contact, which I checked with Derry, and this was true. This guy was a former scientist at Fort Detrick, and just the mention of Fort Detrick ought to make the hair jump off your head. But there mm-hmm. is all sorts of bizarre, terrible stuff happening there. And he said... They are. I had talked about them trying to uh, to make a like a man with a dog's head, you know. And he said, "You talked about the Egyptian hieroglyphics." And he said, "You ain't seen half of them, kid." But he said, "You were right." And the picture, the cartouche, where it shows the man walking to the left, and then the next picture is the man walking, but his head's cut off and looks like blood spurting out of the neck hole. The third picture is the man walking with the dog's head. He said they are attempting to do this, and he said they have done this with some of these creatures, and he said they might live two or three days, and he said, but they are in torment and anguish. He said they scream and howl and cry, and he said a lot of the scientists there thought it was funny. I didn't. He said, I left. He said, me and two other scientists. He said, I couldn't take it. They picked him up, put him in prison for eight years. He said, the other two scientists, I don't know what happened to them. He said, when I came out, my family is gone. I have no idea where they are. He said, they periodically came in and injected me with something. He said, and I'm sick and I'm going to die. And from whatever they did. Oh, my word. Anyway, yeah. uh, By the way, he documented all of this. Then he told me, he said, right before the very last conversation ever had with him. He said, I'm going to send you a box of papers. He said, that tells you who I am, what I did and what's coming. And he said, a friend is taking me into the post office today. You should have it by the end of the week. I never got the box. And I did get a notice from the post office that a piece of mail had been seen. And um, sorry about that. Let me turn this down. I apologize. Yes. But this is this thing of, the the morality of this of combining a, a monkey 
with human embryo. Where in the I, world I, I, is it this? What, this what is, are we doing? Yes. And well, these why? vaccines are doing the same thing. People just yes, don't realize are. it yet. Yes, they are. Yes, and I, they are. I, I, aired, Ask- I aired Derry Brownfield's show for years here, and I still air in Beth's show. She took over after he died. Yeah, Beth Schoenfeld, yep. Yeah, have you ever heard her sing, Stephen? Yeah. She has the most beautiful voice. She has the most beautiful voice. And um, What is her name again? But Beth Schoenfeld. I think I'm pronouncing that right. But, um, uh, yeah, it's she's... Sh- uh, Schoenberg. Beth Schoenberg. Is that what Schoenberg. it is? I know it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but she has a beautiful, beautiful voice. But, yeah, I was on Derry's show. Oh, gosh, I couldn't tell you how many times. And, um, in fact, one year for my birthday, he sent me a Black's Law Dictionary. And uh, he asked me if I had one. I said, no. I said, I'd like to, but they're so expensive. You know, I can't afford that. And I got one in the mail and it signed on the inside, happy birthday, Derry. And, um, oh, wow. But, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he was wow. quite the guy. But Look that was up the word May in that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Look up the word May yeah, in that Black's Law Dictionary. You'll get a, an yeah. eyeful right there. there. Yep. The word made? Yep. May. May. May why? Like you may do something? Oh, May. Yeah. Black's Law oh. Dictionary it's says it's, it's, it's an absolute. It's going to happen. Yes. What? And what they Black's said, Law yes. Dictionary says... They trick yes, you in these the courtrooms word. by May. They put these tricky words in there. You got to really look stuff up in that dic- Black's Law Dictionary. See what the lawyers is and the judges yes. is interpreting these words as. Well, and then because the Supreme Court can, said because Jay, it's in Black Law. Oh my gosh! They the Supreme Court came out and said because May meant you could do it or not, <clears throat> is what they said. And then they said the word shall, which is a command, you shall do this and you it shall will. do that, yeah. was actually the same thing as may. And so the word you have to use is must. That's a direct command, they said. But if, if it's or shall or may, it's open to interpretation. I never knew it. But anyway, oh, that's my no, contribution for this evening, and I'm going to sit back and listen. So y'all go ahead. Well, stick with <laughs> us. Stick with us anytime you feel like it. That's yeah, unbelievable. Okay. But, uh, Stephen, you and I were talking a bit about this um, uh, FBI uh, man who's retired, and, uh, and he actually died um, a few years ago. Uh, but um, I'm looking for Yeah, they probably name got here. him like everybody else, you know, for for spreading all this stuff around. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, but he, you know, he didn't come forward until after he he retired. And yeah, you know, I wonder if he if that's the case. But uh, uh, but well, they were, they the were headline is retired head of FBI tells all Illuminati, Satanism, and pedophile rings. Uh, so people can look that up if they want. People might call this a conspiracy theory, uh, but uh, but this. Seems to be going on for some time now. This is not old stuff, but it's surfaced things. Things that are being surfaced more because there are more 
people that, especially during the so-called pandemic, that, you know, people are mad. They're at home. You know, they're starting to do their own homework. They're starting to dig deep and learning more, learning more, learning more, and forming their own opinions, some anyways, instead of just listening to what the mainstream media is advertising that day. Remember, that's really all it is. Um, it's advertising. I mean, that's how it's best to look at it, so that you can say, hey, this is real or not. I wish that there would be disclosures before anybody talks. This is an opinion. This is a fact. This is an opinion. You know what I mean? But that's not the case yeah. these days. So buyer, beware. <laughs> Talk to me. Talk to us. Tanya, you have a caller on. Um, area code okay. 713. Hold on. There okay. you go. 713. You're live on here. I think we've yeah, got I do James Street with us, with Stephen Burke. Yes. I love this. Yeah. Hey, Hi. Hello. How are you? Hi. Okay. And we've got doing? one more, Tanya. we got one more. Hold okay. on, James. Hold on. Area code 405. 405, Hello? that is an Oklahoma phone number. And who do we have on that is 405? Uh, yeah, this is uh, Dan Mosley again. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. hey, welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> welcome yeah. back. Glad you, uh, glad you called uh, it. Yeah, I was, yeah, I've been lis- listening in for, for a minute and uh, trying to do my homework at the same time. But uh, anyway, and then I got sidetracked and was, looking up DNA Armageddon, uh, y'all was talking about the uh, experiments that they're doing and all that stuff. And I remember a book I read called DNA Armageddon, and I was trying to find it. It's talking about the different branches of government that uh, was doing DNA experiments, and then they, they had to shut down, but they went under some division of the Department of Labor, and they're still functioning supposedly but uh, I I can't find that book right now but anyway I'm looking anyway uh, yeah I've been listening in uh, so anyway good to be here mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> DNA experiment just like the vax oh shot um, this is all an experiment people believe what you want take whatever you know personal risk choices uh, you know whatever you you know you want but Educate, educate, educate. Uh, very important. So just to introduce uh, Daniel Mosley, uh, you, can you please give your background and then, um, you know, what you're doing now and, and what you're studying and, you, and then James, you know, uh, uh, you as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so my name's uh, Dan Mosley, and I live in Norman, Oklahoma. And uh, I'm working on a master's degree right now in uh, addiction counseling. I'm a recovering alcoholic addict, I guess you could say. Uh, and, uh, but uh, well, I have turn other I'm, I'm real big about the criminal justice reform. That's one of my goals here in Oklahoma to uh, reform, well, not only criminal justice, but as a prevention, we need to uh, 
uh, reform our education system. And uh, and I, I meant, maybe mentioned this uh, to Tanya before, I guess probably through uh, on Facebook, but you know, you know, trying to fix the problems, all these problems that we got right now in society, is kind of like pruning the uh, your bushes or uh, mm-hmm. your crop anyway. And a lot of times, what you do when you try to fix the problem externally, it you you actually create more problems, and you need to get down to the root, which is really uh, our future is our children. I mean, uh, if we have a chance of making change, it needs to probably come to them. But at the same time, we can still do what we can, but uh, but we need to be a little more wiser. Like on criminal justice reforms, I mean, we need to start rehabilitating prisoners, and I think Tanya mentioned that last time we talked. And uh, because some of these guys are going to get out, and I mean, they you know, they're, they're pretty twisted when they come in and usually more twisted when they come out. And, and some uh, go in, okay, making a big mistake of their lives unless they're wrongfully convicted, and, you know, and then some are overcharged. And they come in and they're, you know, fairly okay, but then come out totally twisted because they're doing the opposite of what needs to happen uh, to be reentered into society when they are deserving of it. And so it's a pipeline of money uh, for private prisons and for the state, as you know, uh, as well. So it's, um, they don't want to fix something that's wrong, even there's quite in two ways, because uh, then, then the cash cow ends. Um, okay. Yeah, well, so we've had a lot of talk about that. We'll have a lot more talk about that, um, I'm sure, and especially until there's something positive to um, to come out of it. Right. And then we'll praise and, and the Lord. Uh, in our Constitution, too, you can't you can't pop it off of other people's misery, and that's basically what you're doing when you lock these poor souls up and you don't do nothing for them but warehouse them and making a profit off of them. Right. You know, they're just... Like a herd of cattle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that, but that's how it's been. That's how it is. Yeah, and yeah, you, you just, know, just livestock that they're going to make money off of. Yeah, except that you're, you're being uh, socially slaughtered uh, for profit. <laughs> wow, socially slaughtered. Um, James Free, it's good to have you on. It's been too long, and. Uh, it, Street is. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Oh, you do a much better job. <laughs> okay, James Street is a retired level C, right? Corporate executive who studied law, and he um, and he is a whistleblower and an advocate, and uh, he's done a lot of things to help people and uh, and he, you know, has been under fire himself and stood. Quite, quite strong. Um, uh, just strong and calm. Strong and calm, and things have simmered down. Uh, although things in uh, in Calvin, Oklahoma, are not perfect, and you're still fighting um, the 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 personal uh, um, uh, attacks against you have.
come to a a, a simmer. I believe they knew that they, uh, you, you know, but uh, James spoke at a, at, at a rally uh, in Oklahoma City that we had. And um, so he's a public speaker as well, uh, even prior to that. So thanks for coming on, James. Um, but before I – we. Um, I want interjections. Everybody's welcome to interject here. We're welcome to anybody who wants to call in and talk about something that's happening to them, bothering them, that's on their mind, please call in. But Stephen Burke, I wanted to follow through. What, Marty? It sounded like somebody else was on. Okay. Uh, Stephen Burke, I wanted to follow through with you. What did you say? Tanya? Yeah. uh, Yes. Tell James, James can hear me, I want to get you on my whistleblower show. Okay. Okay. Just, so let, you have just my let me know when and how. Okay. okay. Yeah, you, uh, we I'll, I'll reach talk. out to you. Okay. okay. Tanya, excuse me for stealing your guest, but I'm going to do Always. it. Always. Anyway, that's go ahead. Fine. <laughs> no, that's fine. We're we're in this together. We're, remember, we're not the ones that are like the, uh, you know, that need to take the, this is... You know, everybody's in it together, as, as that's how it should be anyway. So, um, uh, so this guy, uh, Stephen Ted Gunderson, he was the he's the name of the FBI guy who died a few years ago, who came out after he retired, exposing, you know, the pedophilia, the Illuminati. I know people, you know, this is not this is not fiction. This is actually. You know, nonfiction. These are conspiracies that are actually true. This was a conspiracy theory that proved to be true, as many are. You know, remember it was JFK that had talked for the longest time about secret societies, right? Oh, yeah, and he was murdered. Oh, yeah. Uh, what say you, Stephen? Oh, he did a lot of talking about. <laughs> those secret societies, and he was about to fix us back on our constitutional money system. Of course, the world banksters, they couldn't have that. So they hired his driver, and I've got the video. They hired his driver to knock him off. And that's why his wife was going out over the trunk of the car. She figured she was next. You know, that's the kind of stuff our government did. That was that was some of our government stuff going on right there. Another false flag operation. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You know what really terrifies me about all this, uh, Stephen? You're absolutely correct in your assessment here, and because uh, I've watched this thing for years, and what really gets me is that these horrendous things that happen in this country aren't by foreign terrorists; they're by our own government and if they would do this to people like president or you know high profile people just imagine what they're going to do to you Um, I don't know anybody I remember George Doofus Bush uh, standing up and saying they hate us for our freedom no you hate us for our freedom and everything Mm -hmm. has been done by the federal government to take those freedoms away under one false flag after another and uh, if you read the Patriot Act not one word in it talks about foreign terrorists. Every every time terrorism it's all about is mentioned, Americans. yeah, mm-hmm. there's a direct assault on the Constitution. Um, the terrorists we need to fear are inside the gate, 
they've been with us all along. Mm-hmm. Nobody hates us more than our own government. That's that my have affiliated opinion. themselves with international terrorists. Well, yeah, I think well, let me, they, let me, they've, they've, let me give yeah, you some food for thought here. Okay, uh, you talk. You want to talk about a false flag possibility, and this is just a different perspective. But what if the COVID, even the worldwide COVID, what if it's a false flag? What better way to segregate the sheep from the wolves? and be able to identify the sheep and the wolves. Meaning, if you comply and you go get the vaccine, they know you're a sheep. But what have they also done? They've isolated the wolves. And they and they know where what what side you're you're on too. And, I mean let's and, remember you're keeping and, lists of who votes a certain way. <laughs> Right, but think, scary. It, think think that all the way through, and then add another what if the next pandemic is actually stopped from those who took the COVID because they are sheep. They're going to comply, but it actually would be let to affect the wolves with suddenly no vaccine in sight. Mhm. Mhm. Dwell dwell on that a while. Yeah, there's been some theories going around about that very thing. This is what driving behind the steering wheel for twenty some odd hours does. <laughs> Welcome back. I know. I know, but true. It's like when I take walks, these things go through my mind. It's usually a good time for problem solving, but also. Things like that is, ooh, come to my mind. Yeah, yeah, it's the whys. I'm the kind of person, I want to know why this, why that. You know what I mean? You know, because something has to make sense in order for me to understand it or be told why something needs to be done. You know? Um, And nothing makes sense about getting the vaccine. Or the shot. Take a look. <laughs> take a look around. I mean, I've had the advantage of traveling quite a bit in the six months from one extreme of the United States to the other. But take a look at who's compliant. It's basically the younger generations. The non-compliant is basically the older generations. It's just another way to segregate and have what? What do they want to call it? Populist control, population control, society control. Yeah. If they and, don't and, get and, the elderly and, with just their age, they'll get the elderly on the next go. Yeah. And it well, also reduces the economic responsibility for the elder. <laughs> yes, and see, they're telling us now this so-called vaccine and this hooked-up virus, uh, and more and more people are concluding this is crap, um, that there's nothing yeah. to this. Uh, because it, especially when they got those 1,500 lab results and they did the retested that University of California and one in, I believe, I want to say Brazil, and they tested, retested all those samples and every one of them was influenza A and B. All that's going around actually mm-hmm. spring flu. But what they're doing is like when people uh, over the age of 70 in particular 
come into the hospital or the doctor's office, they're immediately COVID. I don't care what's wrong with you, it's COVID. And they get they get a big payout for that diagnosis. I think it right now is around eight grand uh, just for putting that down. And um, so, I mean, it's a moneymaker for them. But they we are commodified. They have made commodities out of us. Our own government refers to us as human capital, uh, as though we were an object or a thing. And they parcel us out. We have um, APS and this predatory guardianship system running that abducts elderly people and steals their estate. And then, my goodness, they just serendipitously die. They're snatching our children, and they get paid well, to put them in foster care. care. Exactly. Marty, the older people are are costing too much, so they want to end their lives, okay? And Mm -hmm. you're doing such a darn good job on guardianship abuse that, you know, you prevented them from taking a lot of jobs. I mean, a lot of lives, right? So they have to come up with another way, right? No, but no, seriously. Now, now. You, you, you still, uh, I'm in touch with it. Uh, a woman's been in touch with me for her show, and you know her children. Uh, I haven't heard a whole lot about her matter yet, and then I'm calling her tomorrow. But her children, uh, an adoption was made final. Yeah. For her children today, and yeah. this was not okay with her, from what I know, and I have to like dig in deep and understand her story. But this is not an uncommon thing to happen. Look, there are good social workers out there and caseworkers. Please don't get me wrong. Okay, there are. But there are really bad areas, districts, states that, that have an agenda, and that is money. There's a reason why they do this. It's not like if you ask, well, what's in it for them? It's it's about money. It's about keeping a job. They too, you know, if you tell. But it's but a, it's about money. People are it's just for profit. Let's steal the children, get they, them in the system. They came out with that report just here in the last month that eighty percent of children caught in sex trafficking come out of foster care. Now, this is it doesn't surprise me a bit. Uh, years ago, there was the the CIA. Uh, was in front of the Senate for a hearing. I've got all the transcripts on this. And the guy from the CIA, was they were talking about missing children. It was a, a select committee on pedophilia. And he said fully half of the kids that disappeared um, out of Times Square most especially, but across the country every year, were taken by the CIA. And Ted Kennedy was heading that committee and he said what are you talking about and he said well we're doing you a favor Uh, if we take them we put them to good use he said otherwise they're just a drag on society but this thing with foster care this there's big money in foster care snatching people's kids and selling them out and my own experience with this was it's been 10 11 years ago now um i came down here to georgia and took my two granddaughters that i raised and somebody called cps who came rolling up I was standing on the front veranda of my ex-husband's house and came rolling up and this woman got out and said she was from CPS and she was taking my granddaughters. I said, no, I don't think you are. And um, she, I said, do you have a court order? Well, I no, not right now, but I can get one. I said, no, that doesn't work. But for you to you come never here, let you're them supposed in your house. to have that. Right. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to have a court order. She and I are going back and forth about this. My granddaughters at the time were just little girls, you know, 
And they were like eight and nine, and both of them were just stunning. You know what I'm saying, uh, especially the younger one. Uh, just beautiful, beautiful girls. There was a man sitting in this woman's car, and he got out and walked up there onto the veranda, and the younger one was hanging onto my leg, and he's looking at her. There was something about the look on that man's face that just stood the hair up on the back of my head. And he said, oh, so beautiful, and reached out like he was going to touch her hair. And I clocked him, put him in the dirt, and um, took him right off the porch. And I said, do not touch my granddaughters. Do not. And she starts screaming. The CPS agent starts screaming and how she's going to have me arrested and put in jail. And I said, yeah, yeah, get in your car and get gone. Uh, she said, I'm calling the sheriff. I said, well, hurry up because I'm leaving. I made my ex gather me and the girls up, took us to the airport. I was going down the terminal in the airport in Atlanta with my granddaughters. And I heard them coming behind me. I heard this woman yell, there she is right there. And I thought, oh, crap. And so I stopped and they came up. There's three deputies and a bunch of other people. I couldn't tell you who they were. And she goes, uh, officer, take those children. They're wards of the state. I said, do you have a court order stating that? She said, I told you I don't need one. I said, yes, ma'am, you do. Otherwise, it's federal kidnapping. I was just blowing smoke. I didn't know. And she said, she can't even prove those are her granddaughters. And I I consider this the hand of God. Before I left my house, I had my birth certificate, my ex-husband's birth certificate, my son's birth certificate, and the girl's current birth certificates. And why I took all that stuff with me, I will never know. I just did. Mm-hmm. And I start pulling these documents out. These are my grandchildren. She has no warrant, blah, blah, blah. And she's screaming and hollering. And this one deputy kind of got me off to the side, and he said, what's going on here? I said, I think they're going to try and traffic my granddaughters through foster care. And I said, I already punched out one of their agents earlier. <laughs> he said, you didn't tell me that. And I said, okay. And he said, where's your flight i said down at the end of the terminal he said you get down there get those kids on the plane and get out of here he said when you get back to Mm -hmm. minnesota you go to social services and ask for state protection which is exactly what i did in the state of minnesota intervened and stopped them from coming there to abduct my granddaughters but this is about money and he said um uh, that deputy said to me at the time he said uh, looking at those little girls, he said, uh, there's a couple of money makers." <clears throat> I said, I know. And I said, which is what got that agent punched out. He said, again, I did not hear that. I said, okay. And he said, get on that plane. And so we took off down the terminal. But, yeah, there is um, – <clears throat> there might be some good social workers. That <clears throat> it's like guardianship. Yeah. They, people always as a disclaimer, I guess, say, well, you know, they're not all bad. Well, I've been at that 14 years now, and I've mm-hmm. repeatedly said, if they're not all bad, if you've got a good one, give us a name. Let us know so we can applaud them. Mm. I have yet to get that <laughs> name. I, yeah. You know, it has yeah. not surfaced yet, and we've dealt with hundreds and hundreds of cases. So, you know, yeah. that's, I, that's, I don't it's know. scary. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like regarding said, the, t- I mean, I know somebody that, um, you know, we've known each other for about six years now probably um, who, you know, uh, reached out to me because there was issues in the same uh, district uh, where, you know, I had 
troubles with, and, you know, I'll leave my issue out of it. But, and I'm not going to tell his name right now because this is something that is going to come out, and it's going to come out strong and big. But uh, a, a trust was left that uh, for many millions of dollars for him and a couple of siblings. Well, there was one of the siblings that was allegedly, and there's proof, um, involved in a murder of the grandmother, as well as the adopted mother. So the mother was adopted by the grandmother, okay? And just millions and millions of dollars, and that's no exaggeration. Well, unfortunately, the mother was uh, not fit to take care of the children, so, uh, you know, she would lose custody, and they went from foster to foster to foster, and, you know, she was far from fit. So that was, that was actually correct uh, to remove the, the custody, and the grandmother was too old to, to, to take care of, of them. Uh, but some slimy man uh, actually in that district got hold of, so the, got hold of the um, he got hold of the trust and put his name on it, and that's what he's used to being in front of the judge, in front of the, you know, he's a lawyer, uh, in front of the judge, in front of the same people, you know, in, um, in, in, in you know, these probate cases and whatnot. And um, so he came in and made himself a temporary uh, ex- executor of the trust. Now, this was, of course, after the grandmother was murdered. Okay, and by the way, a judge moved into the grandmother's house for pennies on the dollar type of thing. Okay, fire sale kind of thing. Still worth many, many millions of dollars. So, you know, lo and behold, a month later, okay, so it's on the docket. Judge approves it. At this time, the kids are still minors. All right, kids are still minors. But but then the judge shows up. Yeah, I mean the lawyer shows up. 30 days later, it makes himself permanent. Well, why isn't the judge asking for uh, 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 asking for documents saying who is next in line to be an executor? He doesn't. He doesn't. So this guy winds up infiltrating uh, just millions and millions of dollars, uh, you know, but now this is starting to get really, really big. But I'm just going to say, so even if you don't have millions and millions of dollars to steal, there there's money to be made from going into the foster care system, um, and some of that, is, uh, you know, be, uh, you know, is basically being kidnapped. It's being uh, trafficked out. Some of it is being sold for body parts, lungs. Uh, you know, the, we're talking about the dark market. This might sound extreme. But if you think it's not true, it is time. Open your eyes as ugly as it is. I'm out yeah, of breath. Uh, Who's next? Yeah, okay. Uh, no doubt we, we've got, you know, there's people uh, everywhere that, that that's evil, whether it's, you know, just a, some deranged person on the street, living on the street, all the way up to, you know, presidents and, and politicians and businessmen. And no doubt there's secret societies. Uh, there, there's scientists that's doing experiments that's inhumane. Uh, you know, 
and and it's probably been this this is you know been our history throughout beginning of civilization and it's still going on and all we can do is try to have some checks and balances and uh you know uh and this is kind of what we're doing here but i mean like you say information you know and, and what's the best way to get rid of this you know how how can we start having people that think that's a little more compassionate and empathetic instead of, you know. Uh, yep. But, I mean, yeah, yep. it, it's real. But I, I try to, you know, for my own mental health, I mean, I see a lot of good in people, you know. I mean, we got people involved in trying to help, uh, you know, like team here in Oklahoma that helps offenders uh, get back out and get reintegrated into society. We got people that want criminal justice reforms and and uh and and all these things that y'all are talking about, you know. Uh Stephen, there was just a work. big uh was there uh, who was who was in Tulsa last week, I think you told me, Stephen. Oh, I can't think of that guy's name right this second, but he had him. Linwood and Oh yeah, Linwood was there and the and uh Oh boy! Just about everybody was there. That that uh, Michael Flynn was there. Um, the the my pillow guy was Mike Lindell was there, and uh, the lawyers. Some of those big shot lawyers was there. They they had they had quite a gather in there in Tulsa. Thousands of people. I tell you there. what, nothing annoyed me more with those that my those my pillow guy uh, advertisements, <laughs> but. Oh my gosh! Trust me, I'm like ah, but it's okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's spent over. So far, he's spent over sixty million dollars of his own money exposing this election fraud. God bless him. Wow. Wow. God bless him. No, it's um, no. He's he's done what others. What others wouldn't, and you know, and, and Twitter is, you know, banned them. I think Facebook is banned them, but I think that that's, you know, I mean, people need to sue. So what do we do about this? You know, the people that have resources need to sue, and maybe you don't well, need resources to sue. Yeah, he's he's doing that. He filed a lawsuit against uh, Dominion already, and I think some other people. He's he's going after them. And Dominion filed a suit against uh, Sidney Powell. Yeah, Sydney Powell was at that conference too. Yep, she was there too. Okay. Oh my goodness gracious! So, uh, so, so, what about these conspiracy theories? You know, you know all these things that people think. Oh, your conspiracy theories, this that, and the other. Well, how many of these aren't? It's just it's been a matter of thinking outside the box. And okay, how can this possibly make sense? Right? How can this yeah. possibly make sense? And why are we terrorizing our own country? And why aren't we doing something about it? And what should we do about it? All the all the sheep are are believing what the government says. They're drinking the Kool Aid and listening to the fact checkers instead of doing their own research. And so they're just believing whatever propaganda is told to them. They're going to have to 
start doing their own research and making some noise. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, and and that's just it. You know, I, I believe that there, so many have been feared into uh, submission just by like not saying anything, or yeah. even going the oh, way. Oh, they're afraid what's going to happen to them if they if they say anything. So that their lives are spared, you know? Yeah. I think I think a lot of it too is people are so desensitized by all the propaganda and all the conspiracy theories that that I don't know, it's just it's just overwhelming sometimes. You know, and people shut down and it's like, you know. Uh, well, yeah, but you know what? That, there is a difference between a theory by using the term conspiracy theory. You're applying that the person is making decisions based on assumptions for which they have no evidence. There is a difference between right, conspiracy theorists and somebody who is a conspiracy analyst who has mountains of evidence. But we dismiss those people and everybody's a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, right. Uh, I, I mean, look, there's things, uh, Stephen, you brought this to my attention. Uh, I, you know, I, I wasn't aware of it. Also, conspiracy theories about the Japanese attack at Pearl Harbor in 1941. And this came up with 10 things they're still not telling. So <laughs> they're saying... Well, a lot of that, okay, you know, it's it's been more than 50 years. It's declassified now, so people can go and check it out, and you're going to find out that our own government's the one pulled that off along with the help of the Japanese done deliberately. Exactly. That was, they knew that was coming. That's why um, they ordered all the ships lined up, the naval ships lined up in uh, the harbor there at Hawaii. It was the first time in history that had ever been done Uh, strategically. It's a big no-no, but they knew three days in advance when it was coming. And what was going to happen, it was to pull us into World War II, which most Americans thought was a a European problem, let them handle it. And they wanted in that war because there's a lot of money to be made from those wars. And they said no. So they attacked, supposedly, uh, our ships. But they knew they were coming. That was the whole thing. And then they left all those men down there in those sunken ships and submarines. And uh, they knew they were alive. The the value of life doesn't matter. Value of life doesn't matter. uh, We call it the uh, military-industrial complex. And uh, that's uh, big, big, big money right there. Thank you. uh, you We have have sometimes if the economy gets bad, we need a, a war to go out and stimulate our military complex industrial complex so we can uh, generate some cash and revenue. 911. Yep. They actually set nukes off in the basement of that building there before they ever dropped those towers. That's right. That's right. I researched that. Yep. Most people don't know about that, but that's why all all the workers that was there doing that cleanup and stuff, almost all of them's already died of cancer. Yes. Yes. Yep. And then all of the beams had been severed with um, thermite 
and it oh, yeah. done at an angle yeah. to slide down. Uh, somebody right. said, well, how could they plant all that in there? Well, they, we have these Israeli art students in there for two years. They didn't produce any artwork, but they were working in the elevator shafts and in the basement. I wonder what they were doing. And then, of course, were the dancing Israelis on top of that van as those buildings came down that they caught on video. They all got arrested. They were all Israeli citizens. This was a, a hatchet job by the Israeli government and the Bush administration, Cheney being the chief operative there. Uh, like mm-hmm. I say, nobody hates us for our freedom more than our own government. And um, mm-hmm. But their collusion with Israel on this, I, I, I will be the first to tell you I have no love lost for Israel. Um, I don't think it should exist. I think it's danger, dangerous to the, mm-hmm. the whole planet that it does um, because it is, this is a vile, vile – and I'm not talking about Jewish people. I'm talking about Zionism, the political arm of this. These are dangerous, dangerous people in my opinion. And well, um, they're, the, they've got their they're the fake Jews, the fake Jews that yeah. the Bible talks about, the ones that's yes. controlling all this evil stuff that's going on. Yep, yep. As, as somebody said to me one time, Stephen, well, uh, they, they are Jewish. No, they're Jewish by faith, uh, supposedly. But if you're looking for hmm. – I, I was actually on a radio show out in Boston here a few years ago, and I knew the – host was gunning for me i just wasn't sure on what we were supposed to be talking agriculture and three minutes into the interview he said so marty uh what do you think about israel i said i don't think anything about them and he says well you hate jews don't you i said i've never said i hate jews i hate what the israeli government does and he goes well the, the, the bible says we're god's chosen people i said are you hebrew he said what i said are you hebrew I said, I don't think so. He's blonde-haired, blue-eyed. And I said, if you're looking for the Hebrews, the chosen people, go to Ethiopia and Greece. That's where they migrated to, fleeing from the Romans. And I said, this is why you can't explain the black Jewish community that exists in Ethiopia. Um, this, this is where the they went. they the Ark of the Covenant, too. Yes. And I said, if you read before they, I said, there's 22 versions of the Bible in circulation right now. But before Schofield, if you read in there, they gave a description of Jesus. And it said he had skin like copper and hair like wool. And he was fair to look at. He said, see, he was blonde-haired and blue. I said, fair does not mean blonde-haired and blue. I, the parlance of the time, it meant he was a handsome man. And I said, who do we know with coppery colored skin and hair like wool? Oops. And so he got mad, and I said, he said There's uh, going to be a lot of prejudice. People's really going to have a problem on, on, on I don't care. Day, I'm afraid. Yes, I don't, you know, their problem. But he was going on, he was talking all this stuff, and he said, and, and God said, this land was ours uh, for eternity. And I said, again, he wasn't speaking to you. And he said, Israel existed as a state. I said, it never did. I said, Palestine, the Arabs, and I said, the 12 nomadic tribes of Israel were allowed to travel inside that area. And I said, but they were not allowed to own land or anything. And I said, um, but they, there never was a state of Israel. That's one of your modern-day fictions. And I said, you go back again, read that Bible. They don't talk about you know the state of Israel, the country of Israel. I said, um, they, what they talk about is Palestine and the area in it that the Jews traveled in, in their nomadic tribes. 
And he didn't like that. And he said, but God said it was our, I said, well, you know what? I said, you're in Boston, aren't you? And he said, yeah. I said, well, I'm part Indian. And I said, the great spirit said not 200 years ago, not 2000, but just 200 years ago, that this land was belonged to the Mantawak, the Mohican, and other tribes for eternity. It was theirs. So when might you be moving? And he said, what? <laughs> and I said, uh, when might you be moving? God said this was ours. And so when are you going <clears> to <throat> gather up your stuff and hit the road? He said, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> I said, exactly. Don't be ridiculous. Uh-huh. You've come in and stolen people's land. You've destroyed their homes, blew up their schools, their hospitals, poisoned their water, covered them with white phosphorus, and you want me to believe you're the people of God? I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And anyway, he screamed at me so bad they took him off air. But, um, you know, when you, you get into this religious stuff and you try to put religion into politics, it doesn't work. And religion is always used as a tool in politics to coerce people into doing or thinking something that ordinarily they wouldn't. Um, it, it just, I, I, I don't know. I, well, I personally of, think. A lot of evil people are using, a lot of evil people's using religion to manipulate people to do what they want. When they ask me what yes. religion I am, I tell them I don't believe in religion. Religion's of the devil. We got 360 yep. of them in the United States alone. I mean, right, how many yep. of them? Can't be but one, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. I'm, I'm not a religionist either. My faith is in God, and I leave it at that. And I don't need somebody exactly. telling me how to think, what to think, and <clears throat> all of that. Um, what you are, can, what you want. Yeah. 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 Uh, that you're going to go to hell if you don't do it our way. Sorry, it's our relationship yeah. with Him that matters, not not some name over yes. the door. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. All in agreement. I believe uh, all the all the major religions have been corrupted to a certain point. That's another conspiracy theory. There for a long time that we didn't even have a Bible. We had to go to war to get the Bible. And when yeah. they finally decided to give us the bottle Bible, they gave us the watered down version. They didn't give us the esoteric teachings. They gave us the exoteric teachings, which is you know, uh, and and it's you know it's. I didn't know that. I've studied a lot about the religions and and. Uh, uh, but anyway, yeah, it. We've got a gay full ago. circle to this. I was in the northern states, and I was asked about where my mask was so I could go from the front door to my seat to eat. And I looked at them and I said, well, my God doesn't wear a mask. My Lord and Savior and Father doesn't wear a mask. Does yours? And you Mm -hmm. should have looked and seen the look on their face. They didn't (laughs) say a word. And I went and sat down at the table. Mission accomplished. (laughs) But if you want to know how to address that issue, we don't have that issue in Oklahoma now, or I haven't ran into it in a while. Mm -hmm. We're fixing to have a little conversation with the court commissioners here pretty quick. But Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous the difference in demographics across the United States. 
as to Florida, very open. Florida, very open. Ohio. This was in Ohio. Michigan is worse. Well, Michigan's yeah, busy right now, along with Oregon, trying to make mask mandatory permanently. Yes. Hmm. Well, you got oh, they uh, just re- they right just required they just required two year olds in daycare to have to wear what? a mask in Michigan. In Ohio? Yep. No, Michigan. Michigan. Mandatory. Two-year-olds in daycare. Just oh happened last gosh. week. That's crazy. Oh well, they're supposed to lift the ban in uh, Oklahoma April 31st, but it's still up to the businesses if they want you to wear a mask, is what I heard. Well, today. I invite you and everyone else, because it's posted out on a website, to go visit. I forget the name of it. I'll have to look it up, but I can forward it back to Tanya. And it gives you the civil rights law in each and every one of the states that their own mandate violates, especially in Michigan. Besides, if they're in business in commerce, they're violating the 1964 Civil Rights Act anywhere in the United States. So does that include the, the, the business owners that are requiring it, or yes, if they are in the in business providing commerce, commerce of any kind means a courtroom, <laughs> means selling uh-huh. widgets, you are in violation yeah. of 1964 civil rights law. But besides the federal law, yeah. each state, each state has their own set of civil rights laws that are being violated. Well, there's another, James, uh, there's a site called Lost Horizons. The work these people do is just top-notch. But they've got a page up on constitutional keys, and they're working through each state. And there is a provision of virtually every state constitution that prohibits what they are doing, makes it illegal, and it cannot be enforced. And they can go to prison for trying to enforce it, that any edicts about mask wearing, you know, social day, all of this stuff – they don't have the authority to do that, and um, yeah. that this is to be guess, discarded and ignored. Yeah, uh, guess, it's called Lost Horizons. Guess which yeah. state has some of the most strict civil rights laws on their books as a state that are violating them? Just take Ooh. a wild stab. California. 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 Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, they're trying to get rid of Newsom. They have Um, the most strict provisions for civil rights in the state of California, which they are violating. Yep. Wow. Their own laws. Their own laws. Not federal. And and that's the problem. It's just like the state's constitution. When when it's perverting the United States Constitution, that should be redacted. We need to learn to fight for that. We need to hold the lawmakers – accountable for allowing that in the state constitution and that goes for the civil rights you know that is the civil rights in essence you know if the, whatever this lost horizons group is putting together you, you know it's got the, but every it's the, every one of the, the civil laws evolve every one of the civil laws and the rights afforded individuals evolved around commerce in every state yes in every yes. state, it all evolves around commerce, mm-hmm. which is the ex- 
the exchange of anything. Yeah. Private or public. Oh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> but it still won't stop that store from calling the police on you. And it depends on where you are, whether that's going to be okay or not. Well, it's a $75,000 federal fine, first go. Second go is another $75,000 fine. And third go is 150000 If they're violating. Yeah, that's their, that's their right. federal fine. Right. Has anybody challenged that around with me? Has anybody challenged them in the court on this? I mean, I, I know I've seen on the news where people got arrested for not wearing their mask. There's a, there's a lawyer that was at that conference in Tulsa that's uh, telling people across the nation how to, to fight it and win. He's not lost a case yet. He's forcing them to open Nevada back up. Yeah. Wow. Wow. We got five minutes here, yeah. Tanya. Oh my goodness, that's that's not enough time. <laughs> that's just not enough time. Um, I know. Well, okay. I want to just jump back to uh, real quick. I want to jump back to this um, FBI uh, director. Let me see. There's something. Oh shoot! Oh, did I miss it? I had a page set out here. Okay, let me see. Where is that? Yes. So this is regarding a paragraph. Let me read. Did the United States provoke Japan on purpose? Okay. So there's a memo that Stephen, as you said, they were uh, declassified. Uh, there's a memo out uh, that includes the, the the phrase "so much better if Japan commits an act of war." So that memo was out. This was a year before Pearl Harbor, and this is according to. Uh, this is according to, so you know where to look, okay, rd.com, list, you know, slash forward list, slash conspiracy dash theories about Pearl Harbor. Just look it up, you know, Google some of those uh, or DuckDuckGo some of those, and, and you'll, you'll wind up finding it. A year before Pearl Harbor, Lieutenant Commander Arthur H. McCollum of the Office of Naval Intelligence submitted a memo to two Navy captains that outlined numerous attacks the United States could take to, to provoke a Japan to attack. The letter was made public in 1994, it included the line, quote, if these men, if, if by these means Japan could be led to commit an overt act of war, comma, so much better, end quote. It's still unclear if the memo ever reached FDR or even if it reached the highest levels of Navy command. Still, the government followed all of the recommendations that the memo made. Wow. Wow. Uh, So it's not over until things are declassified, people. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of secret stuff goes on. Tony, I'm going to bounce back real quick here, but just to make a point, the Michigan governor is citing Florida's lack of responsibility for their problem in Michigan with all the COVID cases. But guess who who went and visited their dad in Florida? The Michigan governor. Oh, let me guess. The Michigan governor went to Florida and visited her dad, and yet she's saying, don't leave the state. (laughs) 
don't let them into they're, our they're state. They're all hypocrites. They're all hypocrites. That's the, that's the goes out to eat, you know, Pelosi, get their hair done. I mean, <laughs> come on. They're hypocrites. They're hypocrites. They're hip- They're hypocrites. Um, and, and that's, I'm not going by, I don't mean to be going by party either because there are hypocrites on, you know, this is about people. I'm talking about people, hypocrites. That's right. Hypocrites, absolute hypocrites. Well, oh my goodness. Um, there's just so, so much more to talk about, but, but I just, uh, we will keep having these great conversations as, as we intertwine in between, between other matters. Uh, and series that we're bringing forward to you. I just want to say that, um, you know, please, everybody out there who knows the Daryl Wiggins story, uh, uh, today was the last day that anybody could a uh, letter uh, on his behalf to the Pardon Parole Board. Please send out some good mojo, uh, you know, some prayer, and, you know, that justice will be served uh, as he is uh, more than worthy of, of parole, giving all the circumstances that if you know that uh, matter, um, then you know he's worthy. Uh, so let's keep tuning in. Uh, be in touch with me, everybody. Just you know, if, you, if you're on here, then you know how to get on here. Then you know how to reach me. I want I want to thank Melissa for tuning in. Hi, Melissa, and saying to reap high. And I want to thank Dan Lovely for t- tuning in and contributing. And Stephen Burke for tuning in and, well, for running the show and contributing. And Marty Oakley for running the show and contributing. And Game Street, it's great to have you on again. Oh, we've got to do it more. Uh, I'm Tanya Hathaway with Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your story is told. And please tune back in Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Central Time. Let's see what you're going to hear. I'll let you know. God bless everybody. Thanks for tuning in once again, and good night. Good night.